couldn't understand me with my mask on there hey everybody (laughs) welcome welcome to the shw podcast this is our wrestling we are your uh announced team your commentary team b double gb gerard bonner what's up buddy hey man we are as you guys can see we're ready we're quarantine ready we've got our masks all is well and uh we're gearing up for the 28th man like august is here and we're getting ready to see everybody in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited. I, I cannot believe we are already in August. Uh, the return, I can't either. The return of SHW, the second annual Rumble Jack, August 28th. Tickets will be available the night of the show at the door. Yes. GB and I, uh, we got our mask. Uh, if you want to wear a mask, please go right ahead. We'll be wearing ours. And, of course, our table, we got a six-foot table. So we'll be keeping our social distance while we're calling commentary for the night. But uh, yeah. We are looking forward to it and cannot wait to see our Southern Honor family. It has been, I mean, at that point, let's see, the last show was what, the beginning of March? Yes. So we're talking about the end of August. What is that? Five like, months. Six months. Five months going on yeah. six months there. That's crazy that it's, been, that it's been that long. So yeah. we cannot freaking wait. It's going to be yeah. awesome. So uh, be sure you make your plans now to join us. Tickets, like mm-hmm. I said, available at the door the night of the show. So yeah. it's going to be it's- awesome, buddy. It's going to be great to see wrestling back, of course, here in Georgia, back on the independent scene and the like. And uh, I am so excited. So I've got two questions for you, B-Dub. Mm-hmm. Question number one, uh, as I think I saw this on our, on our uh, social media, you took a little visit this week um, to Southern, was it Southern Fried Championship Wrestling? Is that? I did. I did. They, they yeah. normally, uh, they have their shows out in Monroe, but this one was actually an outdoor show in Loganville and, okay. uh, there was their return show and ah. on the uh, card that night was none other than David Ali taking on our champ, Corey Hollis. How about that? So, uh, so it was wow. uh, definitely cool to see them. It, it was just, it felt good to be back yeah. at a wrestling show yes. live and in person. Yes. And so uh, it just got me even more pumped up for the Rumble Jack on the 28th. And, man, I cannot wait. I'm excited. When I saw your pictures of that, I was just like, oh, my God, wrestling again. Wow. <laughs> and so to be in the SHW environment in a couple of weeks, I just – it feels like um, – like a family reunion, like the first day of school after summer vacation. Like it feels like all of that. So I just think the anticipation 
and the excitement is going to be through the roof. So I'm, I'm pumped. Now I got question number two for you. Yeah. Um, how's our security this week? Uh, well, I look, I, I put a couple more, uh, uh, what firewalls, what are, yes. what's all the, what's all the technical yeah, lingo? No, firewalls are, yeah. are what we need. <laughs> I, I, I gotta say this. I, you know, if you guys saw or listened to our podcast last week, you know what happened. If you didn't, uh, I'm only mentioning it because it just kind of freaked me out a bit. Uh, for the first time, we were hacked last week by uh, Hold My Beer Hansen, who is doing anything he can to get into the Rumble Jack. So, you know, we as uh, commentators, we do our best to remain impartial. But I will make this one statement. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to make a statement and say this. This Hold My Beer Hansen guy is obviously willing to do anything to be a part of the Rumble Jack. He, he has people who are, you know, uh, canvassing for him, lobbying for him. Uh, I think Daryl jumped on one of my posts this week about Brandy yeah. to talk about Hold My Beer Hansen. Look, like, look, you got to be careful with Daryl because Daryl likes to post comments on stuff that's like totally unrelated to the original post. So just look I out saw for that this guy. and I just was like, wow. So here's my statement to Gary Lamb and to Dylan and to everybody in SHW. I will simply say, whatever you do, do not let Hold My Beer Hansen into the Rumble Jack. And, and, and look, he created an unsafe working environment for us and we secure things around here. Yeah, um, yeah. So if he will do that, I mean, he should not be let anywhere near the building on August the 28th because who knows what he'll do. I mean, he might sneak in through the back door. He might not get tested. He might just, I don't know. He might uh, 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 disguise himself as, as someone in the concession stand. Like, I don't know, but it's unsafe to have this guy around what we're doing so in my opinion i know it's not popular for some if he will be that disrespectful to our podcast to the shw brand i don't think he belongs in the rumble jack just my two cents well there you go uh gb you're laying down the law right there now let me just tell you you mentioned him possibly coming in disguise that reminds me of the first rumble jack we had a gentleman named cb suave who uh who ended up performing three different times that night once oh. in the match with ac mac as oh i'm gonna get it wrong which was he first i think he was uh hbk suave and then he <laughs> appeared then he appeared twice in the rumble jack as one time as uh the nature boy uh rick uh, flair suave or whatever he was oh, calling gosh. himself and then a little later he came out as the ultimate warrior suave and oh. or no no one was rick rude I don't remember. There oh, was wow. there was a few, and I can't keep them straight. But it was just it was crazy. So you just never know. And it sounds like the three faces of Foley. I don't know. It was it was crazy. crazy. So that's that's the thing about the Rumble Jack. You just have to be there. You never know what's going to happen. And yeah. speaking of uh, people jumping on our podcast, now that of course last week was unexpected. Mm -hmm. um, our video was released this week, um, and then it was shared onto the Southern Honor page by mm -hmm. uh, Logan Chase, who is mm -hmm. the manager for the Honor Society. Of course, yes. the Honor Society consisting of Cam Carter, Kevin Ryan, Jordan Kingsley, mm -hmm. and he was pretty upset. And I, I feel like it was a direct shot at us talking about how come we haven't been invited on any of the podcasts, um, mm -hmm. just basically calling us out for not showing any sort of love 
to the honor society and, and strictly to all the other members of the SHW roster instead. So I don't know if, uh, I, I, hopefully he doesn't try to hack in. Like I said, I oh, doubled God, up on no. the firewall this week, so I think we're okay. <laughs> right. oh but I feel like uh, well, we're going to have uh, some words with him when we see him possibly at the Rumble Jack. Or if not sooner, he may uh, hit us up and try to, uh, uh, you know, get in our face about not being on the show. So we'll see. I guess our, I guess our podcast is a popular space these days, which I'm okay <laughs> with. Apparently. But, jeez, uh, man. So hold my beer, Hanson hacks us. Um, now Logan Chase, and, and I saw the promo that he cut. Yeah. We were the first things he mentioned, which I just was like, wait, what did we do to anybody? So <laughs> I, we're just your announcers trying to keep some SHW content going. But, uh, yeah, you know, Logan Chase, I, I mean, I don't know. So let me ask this. Fans, you guys in the comment section, would you like to see Logan Chase on the show? Uh, let us know. I mean, if enough of you say that you do, then perhaps we can reach out to him. Um, but uh, I don't know. We, we've been doing things that you guys wanted to see. So uh, mm-hmm. everybody we've had on, you've wanted us to have on. So maybe, maybe this is something that you want that we didn't know about yet. I don't know. So speaking of guests of our show, that brings us to this week's guest. And it is none other than the senior official of Southern Honor Wrestling. We're talking about Eagle Eyes himself, Todd Fox. Oh, yes. So we're going to sit down with him here in just a minute. Let's, uh, let's take a listen into to that interview. Check it out. All right, guys, we've got another great interview lined up for you today. You know, in the world of wrestling, uh, we pay a lot of attention to the two guys in the ring or the two tag teams in the ring or the two ladies in the ring. But there's an all-important third man in that ring, and that is the referee. And if they're a great referee, you notice. If they're a horrible referee, you notice as well. They play a huge outcome uh, or impact on the outcome of a match, and we have one of the best with us. He's our senior official hanging out with us today on the SHW Podcast. It's Todd Fox. Todd, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, buddy. Doing well. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's, it's uh, y'all are sight for sure eyes. That's for sure. Oh, <laughs> you're kind. You are kind. So we've been asking everybody, we've got to ask you this too, because of course the pandemic has really impacted, obviously what we know as pro wrestling and mm-hmm. nobody was prepared for, for us, what has been a five month hiatus of sorts. Uh, what have you been doing during this pod or during this uh this pandemic and and how has it impacted you what, what are you doing to kind of stay sane um man it's it's been um well let me just cut in real quick you're having babies is what you're doing and yeah, not well yes. there's that yeah there's that that's the that's the big thing that's um man that's been such a a joy um congrats man, by the way it. yes oh, thank you thank you um but yeah, man, it's been it's been such a joy being uh, being that little dude's dad so far, man. It's um, I'm probably the most tired person in the world at this point um, because <laughs> I like, really, oh my gosh, it's it's unreal. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's been one of the most um, joyful things that I've ever been, you know, blessed with, and so um, that's been amazing. But overall, the pandemic has been um, it's been super joyful. Um, it's been, you know, kind of really sad at moments. Um, and there's been good times and bad times and, and, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of been all over the place. So, yeah. But, uh, what about you guys? Well, you know what? We are, we are holding strong and, uh, it's one of the reasons we've done this podcast, quite frankly, is to kind of keep us connected, 
uh, with each other and with the fans and to provide some degree of normalcy um, mm-hmm. to our week since, you know, we're used to first Friday of the month, of course, being in Canton at the Action Building. And so uh, with that not being in place for a while, it's kind of like we got to do something. So this has been, a, I think, a big help to our normalcy. What do you say about that, B-Dub? Man, this is, uh, you're exactly right, GB. And so, Todd, you mentioned being a site for sore eyes, which thank you very much. But uh, <laughs> we like to say the same about you. And that's why we yeah. started doing the podcast was to connect not only with the SHW fans and to put out SHW content from week to week. But for us, it's, it's exciting to see the, the guests we're having on, the wrestlers, uh, the non-wrestlers even, including yourself. It's been great to have you guys on because, uh, you know, we say you're like our extended family. We're used to seeing mm. you at least once a month. And to not be able to do that for, I mean, five months, getting ready to go on six months almost, it's been, it's, it's, it sucked, just to put it yeah. bluntly, like, it's, it's, it's really yeah. sucked. So it's, it's really good to see you too, buddy. And uh, it's just been, um, yeah, I mean, we're holding everything down on our end. It's just been crazy, like everybody else has said, with, uh, especially early on when everything was shutting down and everybody mm-hmm. was just staying home nonstop. I mean, but I think Gerard and I both have somewhat gone back to work uh, at least, you know, on a fairly normal basis um, with, with, you know, masks and social distancing and all that right. stuff. But right. um, so it's going to be interesting on August 28th, but I am excited about it. Uh, I'm excited to see everybody, but um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And like we said, the ticket sales, I guess you heard about this, Todd. So tickets are only going to be available at the door of the night of the show. They're mm-hmm. not doing a pre-sale like normal. So right. we might, uh, Gerard said a week or two ago, we might have a rumble to get into the rumble jack with all the right. trying to get good seats. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, it, it should be uh, crazy, crazy to say the least. So let me ask you this, of course, as we said, the pandemic has impacted the sport in a significant way. Uh, mm. Have you been keeping up with wrestling during the pandemic? Some have, have some have kind of taken a complete break from it. Where, where, are the, where do you mm. stand in that? Um, I, I, the first part of it, I, you know, kept up with everything fairly well. I was, I was still watching week to week and following on Twitter and everything else. But um, to be honest with you, man, since like the very beginning of June, um, I haven't been plugged into anything. Um, you know, I, I think there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff in, um, in the world of wrestling, you know, about, uh, especially here recently, just about, uh, you know, like mental health awareness and kind of dealing with that kind of thing. And, um, you know, right towards the beginning of June, um, I had some, you know, some stuff from my past come up and kind of resurface itself. And um, I I wasn't dealing with it in an awesome way. Um, It was, uh, you know, kind of, kind of causing me a lot of, a lot of turmoil uh, myself and, um, you know, with, with my wife and my family and everything. And I just wasn't dealing with it well. And it's something that, that had always kind of lived like down inside of me. And I just hadn't, hadn't dealt with it, um, in a, in a healthy way. Um, and so, man, at the beginning of June, I realized that, you know, I, I was putting a lot of my, um, time and a lot of my, um, identity, I guess you can say in, what um you know others were doing or what others were saying or or kind of what was going on and uh so i just disconnected completely um kind of you know broke myself down to just like the bare the bare minimum 
uh, I got rid of my smartphone. I haven't really been on uh, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or anything. Like I've kind of looked at it every once in a while, um, but I haven't been like all encompassed with it like I was for for so long. Um, and uh, so because of that, I haven't haven't kept up with really anything for the past month. Um, and, you know, a, a big reason for doing that, too, was my son was little did I know he was, you know, 15 days away from being here. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think like a lot of us, I spent, you know, 75 percent of my life on my phone. Um, and with him being here and, and him coming, I, I didn't want to um, I didn't want to take the time that I should be spending with him away um yeah. with you know holding a phone in my hand mm -hmm. and so i just got rid of that and 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 disconnected from everything and like i said really just kind of kind of broke myself down to the to the bare essentials and um you know i don't know where you guys stand on things but um you know i i kind of re um rebuilt my relationship with jesus um mm -hmm. over over the past few months and yeah um, it's been a really, um, like I said, like I said before, when y'all were asking about how the pandemic had been, um, oh, it's been really tough and really sad, um, some days, but, um, it's been really, um, really joyful and, 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 uh, life bringing as well. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm very, very thankful, um, for this time and I'm, I'm thankful for, um my wife to be there to support me through it and and um you know because there's there's been times through this where she could have easily just dipped out and 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 uh and done with it but she's she stuck through it and stuck by me and and uh you know thankful for her and thankful for my son and and uh overall man like i said it's been been super uh super life bringing wow. yeah you know it, it's awesome to hear you talk about the the need for reset which is what I think the pandemic did for a lot of people. Um, we've heard people, you know, some have decided to step away from the business. Some decided to make all kinds of unique personal changes because of what this time frame has done. And uh, I think it's important to be able to recognize those moments where it's like, wait a minute, things are a bit crazy. Let's kind of hit the reset button and, and do whatever uh, personal work needs to be done, which I think is an important thing to do that I think a lot of times we forget about uh, in the crazy world that we live in because we can be super distracted by all of the other things that are going on. Um, talk a little bit about how important that reset moment is for you and has been for you because again, it's one of those things where people are stuck in the house, people are forced to kind of see themselves mm -hmm. in ways that they don't necessarily want to see themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, what was that reset moment and how, how important was that for you? <clears throat> oh man. Um, it was, um, it was a day, I think it was, I think it was the end of like, it was like May 31st, I think. Okay. And um, my dad had been here for the weekend and, you know, kind of helping us just get prepared for baby you know, sure. get ready to, to, to do that. And, and he left and, and it was just me and my wife here. And, and, um, you know, we just started talking and, and, um, a lot of stuff, like I said, just from our past just started coming out, man. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think we, as 
guys sometimes at least tend to, you know, bury stuff and not really address it and talk about it. And um, like I said, there's such a a stigma towards that, but um, it was, uh, man, it was, um, it was, it was really hard. It was really, really tough. Um, But uh, I, I know that, um, that I'm coming out of this on the other side of it better mm-hmm. for, you know, having gone through it and having <clears throat> really tried to deal with my feelings and, and deal with, um, you know, past hurts and pains. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I've started um, just to be super candid with you all, started seeing mm-hmm. um, a counselor and, and talking to somebody, getting somebody to check under the hood and, for sure. you know, make sure everything's, everything's good. And, and that's, you know, that's something that, that I want to, you know, kind of let people know as well is that it's, especially like the guys that are listening is it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's okay to, uh, you know, to talk to somebody about that and um, everybody needs a, needs a checkup every once in a while. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, um, it's been super, um, super refreshing and super, um, amazing to to be able to like you said kind of kind of reset um reset myself and reset myself mentally and and um and kind of start from the bottom and build myself back up um because like when when everything happened um i just I, i lost all interest in anything that i wanted to do i was just i was just i i shut myself in the house um, when I wasn't at work mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of like, I, like I said before, just broke myself down to nothing and, and, and was, um, you know, spent a lot of time in prayer and in, um, the word and, you know, Jesus has shown me a lot of things through it up to this point. And, um, it's just it, the reset is something that I'm. Um, it, it probably wouldn't have happened had there not been this big pandemic. Um, but it's something that I'm very, very thankful for. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it's crazy how something like a pandemic, as bad as it is overall, how like you said, look uh, with being able to reset and, and kind of figure all this stuff out. It's it's crazy how you can kind of look at it and go, you know what? If it weren't for this, I wouldn't be here now. And uh, we appreciate you opening up like that, too, because I guarantee you there are plenty of people that have been dealing with similar type issues, like whatever it may be. But once this pandemic hit, it made everybody kind of open their eyes and go, wait a second, like, what am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. Because when you're stuck at home for two months, and especially like uh, if you don't even like somebody like me, too, like, I don't, you know, I'm not married, don't have kids. So right. you, know, you got a lot of time to think about things, you know, and so. I guarantee you there, there are plenty of people out there that dealing with all kinds of struggles and stuff too. So mm-hmm. uh, appreciate you coming on, man, and, and uh, opening up for us, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, of course, I think I'd be um, remiss if I, if I, if it wasn't something that I mentioned, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a, a missed opportunity Yeah. Uh, because like I said, there's, there's, as guys, we just tend to just push everything away and push everything down. And so, you know, I, I would think that there's probably some guys listening that uh, that that's 
you know, going on with her happening too. And, you know, if I can be a little shed of light in a dark spot, then yeah, that's what I want to do. So, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And I think, like you said, it's, it's super necessary. And uh, again, as guys, we don't talk about things like mental health. We don't talk about the things that we need to reset on. We just kind of keep going. And uh, moments like this slow us down so that we kind of have to, to deal with it. And uh, we're certainly a lot better for it. And for some people, you know, that therapy, uh, which I think, let me just be one of those people to say, get help. If you need help, get help. Don't be ashamed to say that you need help. You know, um, mental, mental health is as important as emotional health, physical health and anything else, spiritual help, all that stuff is necessary. And uh, trying to do it by yourself is just a little too much for anybody to ask. We weren't necessarily designed to do this. That's why we have a two-man team here. Uh, that's why there's never just one person doing anything. So uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of wisdom in that. So I applaud you, absolutely. It's an amazing, amazing move. Um, some people turn to wrestling for therapy, go figure. Sounds yeah. crazy, yeah. but I get it, right? Um, so I, I want to know from you, um, how did you how did you get interested in the wrestling business? Everybody kind of has an interesting story, you know. So for you, what was the thing that made you go, "Hmm, I think I like pro wrestling." Uh, yeah. Um, so I have been watching pro wrestling since I was probably three or four. Um, my grandfather is a huge wrestling fan, watches every single Monday night, um, yeah. always has. Um, but the first thing that I remember like watching with him was they had gotten, uh, WrestleMania nine okay. and like I, the, the only thing that I remember like from being at their house and watching it with them was, um, Undertaker, Undertaker faced Giant Gonzalez. Um, and I remember, remember being just terrified of both of them. Uh, yes. I, don't, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember Jack Gonzalez. Have you ever seen his? his I do. His bodysuit. His body the most suit. terrifying thing. Fur and everything. Ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but um, so from there, I just I, I would watch it whenever I got the chance to. Um, you know, cousins. My grandfather. My, one of my older cousins used to. Um, when she was in high school, her and her friends would buy all the pay-per-views and watch them at my aunt's house. And yeah, so yeah. whenever we were over there, I'd, I'd go sit with them and watch that. And, and um, so it's, it's always been, it's always been a part of my life. I, I, I don't remember a time that it hasn't been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I grew up in Nashville. And so in like 2003, 2004, um, TNA had started up in Nashville at the fairgrounds. Right. And, um, so on Wednesday nights, tickets were like 10 or 15 bucks. And so like during the summer on Wednesday nights, my dad would take me to the asylum, which is what they called it. Yeah. But the, uh, the sportatorium at the Nashville fairgrounds. And, um, we would go watch TNA on, uh, on Wednesday night because funny thing, actually my, um, my uncle, um, grew up and is the same age as Jeff Jarrett and they um they knew each other and were buddies in high school um and then my great uncle um was best friends with Jerry when they were in high school 
my grandmother has told stories about Jerry Jarrett being, you know, coming to the house and eating dinner and, and oh, wow. hanging out with, with everybody and, and that kind of deal. Um, well, real so, quick, does your, does your uncle still keep in touch with double J at all? Um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's, uh, if I, if I remember correctly, I think that he's seen him just like kind of out and around like Nashville or, or um, okay. Hendersonville before and he's seen him, but he doesn't like, they don't talk regularly or anything. The, the reason I ask, and you may know where I'm going with this, Todd, is because if you, you, you listen to us on MSP, is that uh, mm-hmm. I've got an ongoing feud with Double J. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been going on since 2006. And so I was mm-hmm. going to have your uncle relay a message, but that's okay. We'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> off air. Anyways, you can go ahead with your story. No, it's okay. But, Sir, um, Gerard, Gerard, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> I got to hear this. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, and so, like, from there, like, every time Raw or SmackDown or whatever was in Nashville that I was in high school, I would um, I would be be there. Um, yeah. I don't remember from, like, probably 2003 on, I was at every either SmackDown or Raw show that was in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and so, that's uh, – and, I mean, you talk about – you talk about wrestling being therapy for people, GB. It's uh, that was kind of when I was, you know, fourteen, fifteen. It was kind of that for me, yeah. um, because at the time my parents were going through a divorce, and so there wasn't a whole lot of like normalcy or anything at the house or yeah. consistency or anything like that. But I knew that um, every Monday night I could turn on uh you know spike tv or or usa or whatever it was on at that point and king and jr would be there yeah i knew every every monday night that was that was pretty much the only like you know normal or consistency that i had um and so you know i really like really grabbed hold of it then more so than i ever had um and it's just um it's just always like i said always been there for me yeah. Well, at what point did you, and I don't know, maybe you, did you ever train to be a wrestler or did you specifically go into it wanting to be a referee? And at what point did that happen when you decided like, I want to get into the business? How did that, how did that whole thing happen? <laughs> it's a really sketchy story. Um, oh, all right. But, well, you've come, but, you've come to the right place for sketchy. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, so I was at raw, um, when I was 17, um, it was the f- Either the fall or the winter of my senior year of high school, and me and my cousin Christian had had bought tickets and went, and we were sitting um, kind of catty corner on the floor behind King and Jr. And um, there was a guy that was sitting next to us um, that kept talking about how he was a wrestler and asking us, you know, like, he, he's like, yeah, y'all, y'all look pretty athletic. Y'all ever thought about about wrestling and that kind of stuff, and and it was something I always loved. And, and at that point, you know, I kind of kind of knew I wasn't going to play playing the NFL. And so um, wrestling was my next was my next love. And so um, I, we just kind of talked to him throughout the night about uh, about uh, wrestling and about being a wrestler. And um, I just to answer the, the, the referee question, B-double, I don't think anyone any kid that that loves wrestling watches watches and says you know that ref has really sweet gear um, so, um hey for just so you know we say it about you every, every, every show. well hey i appreciate it i appreciate it 
Um, but so we leave and we um, kind of go our separate ways. We didn't exchange numbers with a guy or anything. And then like probably like six months later, um, I get a message on MySpace and wow. it, uh, it was dude. And he was like, Hey, he's like, I met you at raw. He's like, I don't know if you remember or not. Um, he's like, but he's like, you know, I've been wrestling in between then and now, and we need some newer, some newer guys. Cause a lot of guys just left our promotion. Um, he's like, and I was just going to see if you were interested. And so, um, and it was really, really sketchy. And so, um, <clears throat> so I drive to Smyrna, Tennessee, which is down I-24, like on the way to Chattanooga from mm-hmm. Nashville. And um, the guy had given me an address and was like, hey, he's like, come here and, you know, I'll, I'll help train you. He's like, I don't want any money. He's like, I'm just doing this to further the business. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> and so I took, I took my buddy, uh, Bradley with me because I do I was like I'm not going alone to this I was like please just go with me and so he did and we got some like nunchucks and some weapons with you or something I actually actually did I had a I had a knife in my duffel bag oh wow Um, just just in case (laughs) you never Um, know you never know yeah you really you really don't and so we pull up to this building and it's the most piece of crap little (laughs) like like you know what a pole barn is no Okay, so a pole barn is like um, like one of those like metal barns that you see um, okay. that have like a big like slide open door. Um, yeah. And so we pulled up and it was it was one of those and there was just like really tall grass and weeds all over the place. Didn't look like the place had been used ever. And so like me and Bradley walk in the door and um, there's just a ring in the middle of it, in the middle of this pole barn. And so... <laughs> There's a ring and like a few chairs like around the the outside of it, and uh, the guy's name was was Jim. And so Jim was was already in the ring, and and um, we you know got changed. We got in there, and and he goes, okay. He goes, show me, show me what you think you know. Um, and so I uh, took a few bumps. I started running the ropes, and um, throughout my time as a youth, I would. Um, study tough enough whenever it came on yeah. and so like I, I had like the basics of a bump and running the ropes I felt like I already had them down without having ever done it and then I got in the ring and did it and um after a few minutes um he said okay stop he's like you just he's like you just bypassed about a month's worth of training um he's like so he's like we'll just go ahead and start right into psychology and moves and why you do what you do and why you move the way you move and um why you um take pauses when you pause and uh, kind of just you know the the deep ins and outs of uh of the wrestling business and so i trained for every week for about two months um leading up to um coming to chattanooga and I was supposed to have my first match there with him. Um, and then something happened. I can't remember what it was, but something happened. I wasn't able to. And then I came to Chattanooga for school um, and got just kind of um, kind of all encompassed there. And 
lost touch with with Jim and and just kind of you know didn't really think about it after that um, because I was like oh college college is what I'm supposed to be doing you know this is mm-hmm. the route I need to be going and then college wasn't the best and so um, you know and, and I actually lived with um, a guy who played football UTC that was a big wrestling fan as well and so we used to watch wrestling in the dorm and and um, it uh, after that I, I've you know, kind of built myself back up to, to wanting to do it again. And, and so I reached back out to Jim and he's like, well, he's like, you live in Chattanooga now. He's like, I actually wrestle in Chattanooga from time to time. He's like, I'll put you in touch with the promoter. Um, and uh, he's like, we'll see if we can get you, get you at a show. He's like, I'll put in, he's like, I'll put in work for you. He's like, I'm, he's like, I know you can, you can do it. He's like, you just got to get in there and do it. Um, and the promoter was uh, Paul Lee, Lex's ah. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Because he, they, they the nature were, boy, the nature be, boy. Be specific now. We need to yeah, know na- the nature, nature boy, boy Polly. Oh yeah. And so, um, but the real. Live, so, I'm sorry, the real nature. The boy. real nature boy. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but uh, they live right outside of Chattanooga here, and so, um, like literally right across the state line in Georgia in, in Ringold. Ringold. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so he put me in touch with Paul, and I got to Paul's show, and. <laughs> man, I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, I showed up and my, my wrestling gear was, was dark blue basketball shorts and a dark blue, uh, long sleeve under armor and, um, some dark blue, um, high top basketball shoes. At least you matched. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that was the one thing I knew. I was like, I have to match. I was like, I have to figure something out. (laughs) And so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh so i did that and um i wrestled for gosh probably about two years with them um i was a tag champion for them for a little bit um and uh you know i moved from the basketball shorts onto a singlet um because I, I had wrestled in high school and our colors were dark blue and white and so i had a dark blue and white singlet at the house and grabbed it and and yeah. took it with me and um was wearing that and um, like I said, wrestled there for, for about two years and then um, just kind of lost all the passion and fire for it that I had. Um, I just kind of lost it and I was like, eh, this isn't, you know, this isn't what I want to be doing. And so that was when I was probably 21. Um, and I didn't get back into it until I was 26. Okay. Um, I uh, I texted Lex um when I was like I said about 26 and I was like hey man I was like I'm you know I'd love to to get back into it if y'all are still like doing training or if you need anybody or um anything like that and he's like well he's like we actually he's like we need a need a referee bad um and so I was like well I was like I'll I'll do it and so um so I get back there and I had never had any referee training at all Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first match that <clears throat> I refereed, they had a, uh, they did what's, I think what's called a, uh, a double down where, you know, you start the, you start the 10 count and then they get up by, you know, nine and a half and mm-hmm. keep going. And, um, they did a double down and I was just watching. I was like, I was like, this is a pretty good match. And, uh, I didn't <laughs> even think about it. And, uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that was on the ground, he was like, he was, laid on his back he looked up he goes f and count and then laid that down and i was like i was like oh yeah oh yeah yeah yeah." and so 
I started counting and, and, um, <laughs> it was kind of, kind of trial by fire. Um, yeah. and so, That's but, awesome. uh, but that show after I started back was actually where I met, uh, Dylan at, oh, um, wow. because he was, he was coming up there to, to, to do shows as well. And so, um, I think he was either at that show or it was maybe a couple shows later that I met him, but, and so from then on, I, I stayed, um, there at Paul's place and, um, you know, I was still doing shows for him and <clears throat> they closed, uh, the building down that they were, they had been doing shows out of since like the late nineties. Um, they closed, uh, that building down and, and didn't do shows for a little bit. And so I kind of got out of it for a minute and then Dylan hollered at me about SHW and here we are. Wow. And here we are, man. What a crazy story, dude. I, I had no idea uh that you had trained for that long and that you had actually wrestled mm. for that long that's uh that's crazy man as and you got tag champ on your resume too how about yeah. that right. <laughs> that's awesome dude <laughs> that is fantastic so i'm curious uh what has been your favorite match to referee oh don't do that to me <laughs> oh gosh you um, can say one of so you don't offend anybody yeah. if you don't mention you their go. match Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what we'll, uh, that's what we'll go with. <laughs> Let's go, we'll go with that. Man. Oh. Cause you've been in there for, for a lot of good, like all the big SHW ones. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously the night where the AEW invasion happened, that wasn't necessarily yeah. a match, just that's craziness. What, but honestly, that, that probably is it. Um, because like, going just that whole night was was insane as it was anyways yeah but um about halfway through the show um dylan's walking through the back he's like hey he's like i need everybody that's in the main event and so we uh kind of walked to the back and walk into i don't know if i'm supposed to be telling you all this or not man it's this we don't keep case hey. on this show well <laughs> usually so forgiveness my, not permission right we're, we're right. shooting here so, we're shooting here buddy bring it <laughs> <laughs> so um, me and AC and Alan, um, and Dylan and Shannon walk, you know, outside the building and around to another door that I didn't even know existed, which apparently was Gary's office. And so they open, Dylan opens the door and Kenny, Chris, Cody, and, uh, Gary were all standing there. And I was like, you've got to be. I was like, I don't, I was like, I do not belong here. So, so did and, you know that they were there at that point? Um, I knew that they were going to be there yeah. or I knew, Chris, I knew Chris was going to be there. I didn't yeah. know Kenny was going to be there as well. Um, because Gary had kind of, he had said something to me at the beginning of the show. Um, um, and so I, I knew Chris was going to be there. I didn't know Kenny was going to be there. And then obviously Cody had been advertised. And so, right. Right. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so yeah, we walked in there and I was like, I was like, I have no business being in here right now. And, and it was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to watch, uh, Shannon and Chris interact. Um, you know, it was like old, old buddies that hadn't seen each other in a long time and, yeah. and that kind of deal. And, um, gosh, think about them from back in the WCW days of the late nineties, you know, that's, I know it, man, back, back cool. in the, in the, the three count days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but long story short that's that's probably my my favorite match because i knew like going into it that it was just going to be complete chaos mm -hmm. complete and utter chaos speaking of end. which 
I'm wearing the, this was the one show Heidi Katrina was on. Yeah. Was, was that yeah. show. So, repping the Heidi that's, Katrina shirt tonight. That's, that's a pretty solid shirt, brother. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just um, just from kind of knowing what was going on, and, and um, I always enjoyed being in there with Shannon just because, you know, of, of who he is and everything he's done, and, and you know, kind of the, the wisdom that he has when, when putting a match together and that kind of deal. Um, and so, yeah, just really, that's probably, that's probably my favorite. Wow. One, one of my favorites. Yes. One of my favorites. <laughs> one of your favorites. While, while, while we're talking about favorites, uh, you talked about all the live shows you've been to over the years, mm -hmm. whether it's a raw or whatever it might've been, uh, over the years, but do you have any that really stand out? Like any, where, any pay-per-views or just like Rawls and the, the TV shows? Um, no pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. Um, just the, uh. No, no pay-per-views. Um, just, the, just the win. I had, to, I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. Just the Wednesday um, pay-per-views for uh, uh, for TNA. Oh yeah, the early like, days. Cause, yeah, yeah, because they were they were weekly, and honestly, probably um, one of those TNA shows is the one that like stands out to me the most because I uh, it was the first time that I ever sat ringside, and so like <clears throat> I don't remember. It was like July. Oh, July, July or June 2004 and um it was Jeff Hardy's first match in TNA wow. and Jeff Hardy was as a as a kid he was my my favorite yeah. and uh, that was actually the swanton was actually my finisher when I was when I was wrestling oh, um wow. look at there Todd so, Fox can do a swanton I had no idea no idea <laughs> at some point you had to pull it off while you're repping a match I don't know why you would do oh, it gosh. but for some reason <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll 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 uh i'll uh i'll get with dylan and see what we can see what we can pull off yeah um but uh no it was jeff hardy's first match in tna um he wrestled monty brown okay or uh, marcus corvon and alpha male no yeah, i know him as alpha, alpha male, male monty brown oh, yeah. Yes. yeah oh yeah um, or the pounce yeah but uh the main event was uh frankie kazarian aj and michael shane um and it was an ultimate x match for the x division title wow and um aj aj got one of them up on the uh like they were both climbing the climbing the x i don't know how much y'all mm -hmm. y'all know about the oh. Ultimate x match oh but, yeah. i remember those yeah but they were they were climbing the x towards the middle and they were both on the same rope mm -hmm. and um i can't remember if it was if it was frankie gazarian or michael shane but aj styles clashed them from the from the Lord. x wow um i've seen the highlights i've seen the footage of that yeah yeah it's uh that really like kind of stuck out in my mind and then um kid cash and and uh dallas which is uh lance archer yeah yeah showed up by the way i have beef with kid cash going back a ways too so I'll do you really you oh yeah i'll tell I'll you later. man <laughs> he's I got a lot of beef yeah <laughs> So, so you're talking about you're talking about TNA at the Asylum in Tennessee, right? And so, mm -hmm. what what year are we talking? Like 2004, summer? 2004, summer 2004. So, so I moved to Orlando in August of 04, and I don't know if they had just moved to Orlando also, or it was maybe right around that time. But it I was, went. To, it was just after that. Right. So mm -hmm. I went to all of the shows at Universal. Like you're oh, talking wow. about going, you're talking about going to all the shows in at the Asylum. So I would go to yeah. all the ones at the Impact Zone. And, uh, and like you said, if you got there early enough and when you got in line, it was kind of general remission. We would run in, get there early, and be right mm -hmm. up against the front row, against the rail. 
and uh, saw all kinds of crazy stuff. But yeah, Kid Cash like got in my face one time, told me to gave me the crotch chop, and <laughs> then, but then we then we figured out that uh, the bar they went to after the show, which was the Miller Ale House, which was like right around the corner, and we yeah. just were go we just went there, me and some buddies after the show, just on our own, and then we all start seeing like trickle in like one by one, two by two. We're like, wait a second. And then so we knew after every show, that's where they would end up. And mm -hmm. so we saw him. He came by the table, and I was like, I was like, hey, man, you told you gave me the crotch chop earlier. What's up with that? And then he was being all nice. He's like, oh, my bad, brother, and blah, blah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. So, actually, we don't really have any beef, but we did for, like, you know, a couple a of hot seconds. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, <laughs> man, meeting wrestlers after shows is, is always a cool thing, too. Yeah. Like, yes. in, in Nashville, we would always go stand out back by the, uh, by the loading dock um of the uh um i don't know what it's what it's called now it used to be the gaylord arena which oh, yeah. is the where the preds play in downtown nashville but we'd all go always go stand out by the loading dock because that's where they'd always pull out at and we'd see you know the guys in their cars or whatever and that uh the time that i met jim me and my cousin went and stood out back and um matt and jeff like walked up the ramp and just like intermingled with everybody that was out there took pictures hung out for like 20 30 minutes and it was just really cool um because like most of the guys were were in their cars and like honking like trying to get through people and um like guys would like walk halfway up the ramp see everybody and then walk back down um kind of wait for people to, to 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 leave but matt and jeff just kind of kind of came up there and and hung out with everybody which was always a cool thing so that's awesome. You mentioned Jeff Hardy being at the at the TNA when you went. And so that that's why I was thinking what year it was, because I want to say it was maybe November of 04 was like Victory Road. And it's like when they started doing the monthly pay-per-views. Yeah. And they might have been on like Fox Sports Net or something was like mm -hmm. the weekly show. And so yeah, like yeah. it was actually on regular television. And um, but I remember so we were going to the weekly show and then we also would go to the pay-per-views because it was all at the impact zone. And mm -hmm it was either they would either let us in free or it was just really cheap or something mm -hmm. but you get there early and get those front row seats but that victory road it was jeff hardy versus jeff jarrett for the title and oh yeah might have been a ladder match or something but i just remember <laughs> mm -hmm. remember that sticking out and it being like holy crap it's jeff hardy yeah, yeah. <laughs> same yeah. thing man but that's also where my beef from jeff uh, jarrett started too was in tna but <laughs> again that's a big teaser folks we'll leave that for another episode that's a long no story but uh <laughs> Todd, man, I'm telling you, this is this has been crazy to get to know all this backstory that I had no yeah. clue about. Our very yeah. own senior official, eagle-eyed Todd Fox, with yes. all this wrestling experience that I had no idea. So, uh, I, I'm assuming you'll be back on the 28th to join us. Possibly. Possibly. That's actually, that's actually a question mark for me right okay. now. Because um, with the with the pandemic as well, I've actually gotten a new job. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and so you know i, I kind of my wife's not working right now um she's mm -hmm. taking her you know her time off which she needs to as she's earned uh, yeah of course. As, exactly as she's earned yeah. as she should yeah. um and you know she's she's kind of being at home spending time with the baby and so um you know i'm i'm having to having to bring in the bills and so um you know i've got to i've got to you know just really take care of my family mm -hmm. um you know especially with that and so that, that's kind of kind of a question mark for me right now but that's not to say that I'm never going to be back because I'm definitely going to be back. Right, right. You know, whether, well, whether whether that's the 28th or that's you know September or October, I'm I'm going to be back. Yeah. yeah well, sure. we look forward to seeing you whenever that may be. But let me just tell you, and and obviously you got to do what you got to do. That's absolutely no problem whatsoever, and and everybody understands completely. However, 
I'm just not sure that junior official Jeremy Prater is ready <laughs> to fill the shoes of senior official Todd Fox. So I'm not really sure how that's going to play out. Yeah. But we will make do somehow. It's yes. going to be tough, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, uh, you know, if he's got any any problems or qualms or anything, you know, I'll just give me a call and I'll try to talk him down and we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put you on speakerphone during the match. Todd, right. Todd, yeah, just, just, put me, just put me, just put me in the earpiece. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to him from, from here. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of, speaking of the bumps. So I, you talked about, I said you should do the Swanton off the, uh, during the match at some point as the ref, which wouldn't make any sense for any reason. <laughs> I just think it would be awesome. But yeah. uh, did you see, I sent it to you on Instagram. It was like the best ref bump I've ever seen. And Gerard, I don't know if you've seen it. It's a ref name. Oh, he's a wrestler from the old school named Red Bastien. Okay, uh, yes. He was refing a match between Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snuka. And okay. Roddy Piper pops him in the face and he <laughs> goes backwards and is, he does like a triple bounce from the top. Oh, wow middle rope bottom rope like just wow. like this boom boom, boom. <laughs> so i told todd i was like somehow some way you need to work that into a match at shw <laughs> because it's the best ref bump i've ever seen and if you haven't seen it go on wrestle botch on instagram and they post ah, yes. it a few different times but it's fantastic uh, I, I wish i'd known how to do that when i got popped in the face by huckabee oh, oh that yeah. been perfect mm-hmm. yeah that would have been that would have been the perfect opportunity yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah that's There's, that's the most that's the most amazing ref bump of all time. Right, yeah. I told you you would love it, dude. So that's that's <laughs> the one you need to work on. And maybe when you do show up, if whether it's the twenty eighth or whenever it may be, maybe that's the surprise you have for us. If we haven't seen you in six months, and then all of a sudden you you bring you bust out the the best ref bump ever, and uh, it'll be it'll be good to have you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be it'll be it'll be good to be back. But um, yeah, like I said, just kind of a question mark, and um, I'm I'm hoping hoping to be there, but. Yeah. Um, you know, gotta gotta look after the family first and foremost. So absolutely. Absolutely. Totally understand that, but we're we're looking forward to it either way. Um, I do want to ask you this though. Uh, how do you think wrestling will be different post pandemic? Ooh. Um <clears throat> man, uh I think that you know, especially once crowds are, are back to normal and, and everything's kind of back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there will be a lot more appreciation for it. Yes. Um, because, you know, before you could watch Raw and you could hear a cricket mm-hmm. during matches or, you know, segments or whatever. And, and um, you know, I think that this whole deal kind of has at least for for me um kind of put everything into perspective um like we were talking about before like or like a reset Mm -hmm. um and so i think hopefully it'll it'll be um it'll take off you know just like it like it had started to before all this happened right um hopefully you know once crowds are back fans will fans will be a hundred percent encompassed back in it and uh and it'll it'll just um kind of take off and we'll have you know real true appreciation for it again because yeah. uh, you know i feel like that's something that that we just kind of um we kind of got spoiled with having you know live wrestling all the time yes yeah um, because you know if there wasn't if there wasn't a live you know 
Raw or SmackDown or NXT um, around you, then there was an indie show probably mm-hmm. somewhere close that you could go to. And, and, you know, we haven't had any of that in a long time. Like you said, was it five months, mm-hmm. and, which is wild. Crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just – obviously there's still going to be those trolls and mm-hmm. people that just want to stir the pot and okay. stir stuff up. But, um, but hopefully overall I, I'm, I'm wanting there, hoping and thinking that there will be a newfound appreciation for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I, I agree. I think it's going to be uh, like a family reunion, like the first mm-hmm. day of school, yeah. you know, when you have yeah. not been there, uh, I think it's going to cause a brand new appreciation for everything. And so mm-hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to all of the band getting back together. I think it's yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah, I absolutely can't wait. And Todd, we can't wait to see you, whether, mm-hmm. like we said, whether it's 28th, whether it's the next show or the next show. Uh, but man, it's going to be good to see. You. It's going to be good to see everybody. And we just absolutely cannot wait. And Todd, thanks so much for joining us, man. This has been very educational. And also thanks for being so candid with us early on, man. That's uh, a really, really important stuff you were talking about. And like I said, I guarantee you, there are many people out there going through the similar things. So, uh, mm-hmm. but man, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Of course, man. No, I appreciate y'all for, for having me on, man. Like I said, y'all are, y'all are a site for sore eyes and it's, it's good to see you guys. And, and, um, I'll be thankful when, when I can see in person, both of you got a, got a big hug coming your way. So absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I look forward to it. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you real soon. All right, buddy. All right, brother. Y'all take it easy. All right. Take care. Well, there you go. Eagle eyes himself, SHW senior official Todd Fox making his appearance here on the SHW podcast. This is our wrestling GB. What a guy, man. That was fantastic. And you just never know where these interviews are going to go, but we learned an awful lot about Todd Fox and I appreciate his candor. Uh, And who knew he knew how to do a swanton bomb? Like I had no idea. And and that was epic. When I first asked, I I thought, you know, I I don't even know if he's trained to be a wrestler, if that was how he initially got into the business or if he just got into it, uh, to be a ref I didn't even know and so when I brought right. that up I, I had no clue he'd spent yeah. two years at a promotion up north uh, in North Georgia wrestling and yeah I mean, that's just crazy and I don't know if you're very familiar with Lex Lee who he's talking about he's one half of the Jungle Kings who early ah. on early on with SHW uh, the yeah. Jungle Kings Lex Lee and, and Kevin Kaufman uh, mm-hmm. were a big deal and we hadn't seen them in a while and who knows yeah they show I think for the they Rumble were Jack. They were at one of the first shows, I think, against uh, our current tag team champions. Yeah, they actually uh, had a, a few matches with the the Lynch Mob, which yeah, classics, by the way. So again, like we say every week, head over to IWTV Independent Wrestling TV, and uh, you can see all those matches. And yeah. uh, man, it's just it, it's a great show after great show uh, when you when when we're talking SHW. It's just. You can't go wrong. <laughs> That's right. And listen, if you enjoyed Todd Fox, you can get his merch. That's right. He's got a shirt available right now. There it is. Now, is that on Pro Wrestling Tees or is it at the shows? Or it's, where can people get that? It's Pro Wrestling Tees. And, and how cool is that, that we have one of the best uh, refs in the indie scene uh, in mm-hmm. the business. He's so cool, in fact, that he has his own Pro Wrestling Tees store. So you yes. can get you a Todd Ref and Fox shirt on I Pro Wrestling Tees. Just search for Todd Fox. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. So again, 
IWTV, as B-Double has mentioned. Remember, August the 28th, Rumble Jack 2. Tickets available exclusively at the Action Building on August the 28th. So get there early. Be in line because I promise you the tickets are going to go very fast. It's the only way to get them. So uh, definitely check that out. And, of course, uh, God forbid you should miss the show. But if you do, you can rest assured that not long after, you can check it out at IWTV. That's right. And uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week, folks. We will be back next week, and we cannot wait to see you again next week. And, of course, we can't wait to see you in person on the 28th. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. See you guys.